Hosea, chapter 14, verse 4 to 9, the Lord promises to forgive. Israel, you rejected me, but my anger is gone. I will heal you and love you without limit. I will be like the dew, then you will blossom like lilies and have roots like a tree. Your branches will spread with the beauty of an olive tree and with the aroma of Lebanon forest. You will rest in my shade and your grain will grow. You will blossom like a vineyard and be famous as the wine from Lebanon. Israel, give up your idols. I will answer your prayers and take care of you. I am that glorious tree, the source of your fruit. If you are wise, you will know and understand what I mean. I am the Lord and I will lead you along the right path. If you obey me, we will walk together, but if you are wicked, you will stumble. Thank you. Can I have the, um, the second reading from Matthew, please? Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 to 16, the Sermon on the Mount. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the side of a mountain and sat down. Jesus' disciples gathered around him and he taught them, God blesses those people who depend only on him. They belong to the kingdom of heaven. God blesses those people who grieve. They will find comfort. God blesses those people who are humble. The earth will belong to them. God blesses those people who want to obey him more than to eat or drink. They will be given what they want. God blesses those people who are merciful. They will be treated with mercy. God blesses those people whose hearts are pure. They will see him. God blesses those people who make peace. They will be called his children. God blesses those people who are cheated badly for doing right. They belong to the kingdom of heaven. God will bless you when people insult you, mistreat you, and tell all kinds of evil lies about you because of me. Be happy and excited. You will have a great reward in heaven. People did these same things to the prophets who lived long ago. You are like salt for everyone on earth. But if salt no longer tastes like salt, how can it make food salty? All it is good for us to be thrown out and walked on. You are like light for the whole world. A city built on top of a hill cannot be hidden, and no one would light a lamp and put it under a clay pot. A lamp is placed on a lampstand, where it can give light to everyone in the house. Make your light shine, so that others will see the good that you do, and will praise your Father in heaven. Thank you so much, guides. That was brilliant. You read it beautifully. So, Heavenly Father, I just ask you to bless us as we have this this time together now.
So we've just heard from a little bit of the Sermon in the Mount. We see Jesus giving us some top tips on being right with God. He doesn't get us bogged down with candles or chair rotors. He doesn't talk about house groups or even Bible readings, not even Sunday worship. Jesus concentrates on what human life looks like when we come under the rule of God. We see that he looks at our inner self, our character, and he discounts any show that we may choose to hide behind. Jesus is talking to a crowd of followers, but he has his head turned towards the Pharisees. They're the elite in the Jewish faith at the time, and their outward show of being holy and rule-keeping to the very extreme just wasn't good enough. Our righteousness had to be much closer to God than that. So Jesus starts the sermon with what we call the Beatitudes. Can you put the Beatitudes up? You know that? Uh, the one with that one. Thank you. Sorry, Colin. Now, I ha I'm being honest with you here. When I read the Beatitudes, before I decided to look at it, because of its poetic nature, it was a bit like, blessed are, and then everything else mumbled into each other, which is a bit like this picture, I think. It sort of all becomes one and a bit confusing, and we don't really know where it all fits in with each other. So when Elaine spoke to me about doing a, a service, I thought, I'm going to do it on that. Well, should I say, God poked me and <laughs> said, do it on that. And my first response was, well, I don't know anything about it. It's a poem and I'm uncomfortable, but here goes. So, yes, it's poetic and it's memorable because each verse starts, blessed are the... But I think we all stumble a bit then. It becomes a bit a touch confusing. Basically, Jesus, the, the Beatitudes come into two sections. There are the first four, which are all about our relationship with God, and the last four, which are all to do with the relationship with other people. So we're going to have a look at them. So Colin, can you do the B attitudes? Thank you. Lovely. The first B attitude is, blessed are the poor in spirit. The word poor is used because like a poor person, we cannot use our wealth and our power 
with God. We can't use those, we can't get out of situations by paying for it or, or influencing it. We have nothing to offer in exchange for God's love. Entry into the kingdom of God requires us, all of us, to accept there is absolutely nothing we can do or offer in return for membership. We have to recognize that we are totally dependent on Jesus' sacrifice. Anything else we say or do just pales. So, be dependent. Thanks, Colin. That's our first. They're not rules. They're sort of top tips. The second one is, blessed are those who mourn. Here Jesus guides us to take an attitude of grief over our sin and the brokenness of the world. We need to confess our wrongdoings and feel remorseful, sorrowful, penitent even. Yep. Brilliant. Be penitent. Be dependent. Next, Jesus says, blessed are the meek. Meek is a strange word. I think today we confuse the word meek with weak. The dictionary definition suggests quiet and easily imposed on. A pushover. But meek also suggests a measured response. Someone who is able to be angry at the right time for the right reason. To me, this is self-control. That ability to put others first or control an outburst, it shows an ability to learn more about God and more about our surroundings and move forward. So our next B is be self-controlled. Oh, it's worthwhile saying, our reading today used the word humble. But I think it's a bit more than that. It's more about um, being there and doing the right thing. The next one is... Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. This is like a longing to do God's work, to live differently, to look at the world through God's eyes. It's not easy. We seem hardwired to mess this up. The Holy Spirit steps in if we ask him for help. And the longing for change becomes intense. We start to recognize the need 
is great. Every time we watch the news or pick up a newspaper, or sometimes even walk down the street, we see need. With God's help, we can change the world. We need to be ready to act. So there are our top tips for being right with God. And we're going to now go on to our next four, which are top tips to being right with God towards other people. The first one is, blessed are the merciful. Show mercy to those around us who are miserable, weighed down by their lives. Help them, listen to them, care for them. We've received mercy from God. We know how good that feels. We should show mercy in return. The next one is be pure in heart. Jesus isn't talking about an organ in the body. He's talking about the real you. Don't be a hypocrite. Being one thing to want to some people and something else to somebody else. Be honest. Be open. Be sincere. The next one is blessed are the peacemakers. We certainly seem to recognize that we need a few of those. We are encouraged to seek solutions, lessen tension, promote communication and understanding, show goodwill, bring harmony. It's no easy task. Sometimes, even within our own families or even church families, Never mind out of them and in the real world. The reward, however, is great. It is to be called the children of God. Be peacemakers. And lastly, we have blessed are the persecuted. Persecution is going to happen. If we are out there showing mercy, being sincere, resolving problems, encouraging people in a world where it's the norm to look after number one, we can expect to get a reaction. Be out there. Take a look at this next clip. It's a science experiment. When two differing elements come together, there's bound to be a reaction. We can expect it. Thanks, Colin. So Jesus seemed to be telling us to be prepared for reaction. Jesus went on in the Sermon in the Mount to give many examples on how to put these eight attitudes into practice. He finishes by telling the story of a wise man who built his house 
on a rock, and the foolish man who built his house on the sand. Making sure we follow these top tips are essential. Don't worry if we struggle. God is helping us through his Holy Spirit. Let us build our lives on the Lord Jesus Christ, as the song goes, and we can be assured that the blessings will come tumbling down. Sounds like a cue for a song. <laughs> Thanks.